This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our enjoyment and experiences of language learning with you. I'm Penny. Hi, I'm Beck. We both live in Australia. We love learning languages and we love chatting to each other about it. We're not teachers and we're definitely not experts. We're just learners like you talking to each other about our thoughts and experiences of learning other languages. So Penny, today we are going to be talking about a, a tool that we've both really been enjoying using um, and it is called Language Learning with Netflix. And that sounds pretty, yes. um, <laughs> yes, that's pretty, that's pretty much what it is. It is <laughs> Language Learning with Netflix, quite self-explanatory from the name. Um, but we're going to tell you a bit about how, how we've been using it, what it is actually, um, and, and I guess some of our thoughts and, and feelings on how it's been helping us both with um, language learning. And I feel like I owe you, Beck, a huge thank you for Aww. introducing language learning with Netflix to me months ago. Oh, Penny, my, <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. The fact that I've only just recently started using it um, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Beck was right. I should have been using this ages ago. <laughs> it, so, is, it is a pretty cool tool. Cool tool. Let's Doesn't that sound tell good? you all what exactly <laughs> it is and how it works because um, that is part of – I guess one of the, the, the great things about this tool is that it is free. Exactly. So that is also a bonus. Yes. So, Beck, it's called a Chrome extension. Mm. And that's how we download the program. Yes, that's right. So for anybody... Do you want to put your tech hat on and tell us <laughs> what that means? I'm, I'm not very techy. Um, <laughs> but, but look, it's very, it's very easy, actually. So for anybody who doesn't know what a Chrome extension is... So it's basically a, a small program that you add to the Chrome browser, Google Chrome that is, so for, for using the internet. Um, when, you, when you download it, it adds a functionality to, to the browser um, that otherwise wouldn't be there. So language learning with Netflix is a Chrome extension um, and if you type in language learning with Netflix into, into Google, you'll, you'll see it come up. Um, and on downloading it, you'll then have a little logo up in the top right-hand corner of your Chrome browser. Um, it's like a little red circle with two L's and an N in it. And that's the Language Learning with Netflix Chrome extension. Very good explanation. And we'll pop the link for the Chrome extension into the show notes as well. So you can um, jump on and, and download if you mm-hmm. want to have a look. And some of you might already be using Chrome extensions and not realise that that's what they are because I'm just having a look at my browser right now and I've got a few up there. Grammarly is one and Transover is another one, which is um, a language tool as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Some of you might have used the Google Translate extension as well. That one's also one that's pretty common. Common. Yep. Yep. Um, So so once, once we've got this Chrome extension downloaded, what happens then? What do we need to do to make this tool work for us so not very much which is I think one of the one of the best things about it once you've downloaded it all it means is that when you open up when you next log into Netflix so um, I think you might need to like close Chrome afterwards and then just reopen it or something like that but then when you next open up Netflix in your Chrome browser um, and you start playing a, a show you'll notice that instead of there just being the one line of subtitles that you might have had previously, if you have subtitles on, there's now a bar at the bottom 
um, which is the which is language learning with Netflix, and it now shows two sets of subtitles. So you can have it will have the language, the original language subtitles at the top, and then a language of your choice below that. So for us, that would both be English, um, but you can also choose another language to translate into. And I think this is this is where it's like you know, comes into it its own because you've got so much control and flexibility over what languages you're choosing um, to have the subtitles in and to some extent what language you've got the audio in exactly. as well. Yep. Um, and this is why it's it's become such a, you know, a great tool for language learners. And I was going to say probably more upper beginner, lower intermediate language level, language learners as a starting point. Would you say that too Beck yeah, like do you think I agree I think I think um yeah you do need to have a little bit of uh, at least a basic understanding of how the structure and vocabulary of whatever language you're learning um works to be able to really get something out of it um like as an effective tool I suppose I was thinking like I should just try a language I've got no comprehension of like I thought oh if I put in some Turkish and <laughs> see how that comes out would I would I be able to get anything from it and would I find it interesting? I think probably would find it interesting, mm. but I don't know if I didn't have any basic knowledge whether it would be a really, you know, great tool to start off with. Yeah, I think I think you'd start um, noticing th- some things quite quickly. Like similarly to how true. we've spoken before mm. about like if you are watching a TV show or a movie in another language, you start picking up on maybe quite common words or filler words or things like yes and no yeah. Um, yeah. relatively easily. But um if you want to go any deeper than that, then yeah, I think I think you need to have a little bit of knowledge to begin with, and then you can kind of get more and more out of out of this tool while you're watching. So one of the things that that I was really happy to see that part of the tool is a catalogue of mm. shows, movies, and shows that you can go into and select the language that you are learning and the region, the country where you're located, because that obviously affects what Netflix shows you have access to. Yep. Um, and then this catalogue will, will come up with all the shows that are relevant to what you've put in. So for me, I've had a look at what um, Vietnamese and what Chinese Mandarin shows are available for us to watch here in Australia. Um, plus I've had a look at a few others as well. And there's quite quite a lot in the catalogue. Yeah. And the catalogue, we should say, because this <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I realised this until we spoke earlier, um, or yesterday maybe it was, and um, the catalogue has been put together by the developers of this um, app, I suppose, to highlight some of the shows that have, what would we say, high quality translations, high quality yeah, subtitles. I think that's how they describe it, yeah, so yes. And... That doesn't mean that you can't watch other shows that are not in the catalogue. Yeah, that's right. So it just means yeah, anything anything that is on Netflix, you can use this tool for, and it will work. But I think that the just like, and probably just like we've all seen, I think on Netflix, depending on the show and depending on the languages that you're looking for audio or subtitles in, um, the quality of <laughs> those subtitles and audio can vary fairly significantly um if you're looking at a show that's pretty popular all around the world um then the likelihood of having pretty good quality subtitles and audio is 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 high um but yep. if you're looking at something a bit more 
um, a bit sort of less watched or um, that's a bit more particular to specific countries, then um, it might be a little bit harder to get really good quality subtitles. But, you know, you're still going to get something out of it, even if they're even if they're half decent. So what have you been watching, Beck? What have you been using so this tool for? I have been using this tool a lot lately for a German TV show that I've been watching um, called Dark, if anybody knows it. I'm a bit obsessed with it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's quite a trippy TV show. It's got lots of time travel in it and stuff. Um, anyway, but it's it's awesome. Um, it's Netflix original, so um, that does mean that it's um, – uh, at least I, I found that it has good quality subtitles um, and because the original language is German um, and English is obviously a popular subtitle language as well, um, the quality of the subtitles is good. Mm, okay, mm. good to know. Yeah. What about you, Pam? What have you been watching on um, Netflix with this tool? So I've had a play around with a couple of the series that were highlighted in the catalogue. So one, um, a Vietnamese um, movie mm-hmm. called Jackpot. Cool. And I think it was filmed a few years ago now. Um, and so that's an original language, a Vietnamese movie with, so I've chosen English subtitles and Vietnamese subtitles. Um, and the other one I've had to play around with is um, a Taiwanese series called Office Girls. Cool. Um, and it's in Mandarin original language and then the subtitles I've chosen are simplified Chinese Mandarin subtitles with English as well Um, and it's a bit (laughs) it's a bit of a one of you know those very light-hearted very silly (laughs) kind of shows but it's it's yeah it's kind of cool and I like the fact that it's it's in Taiwan as well because that's one of my you know favorite places the other thing that I worked out which is what we're talking about just before is that one of my all-time favourite Netflix shows is The Crown. Mm. And I jumped in to see what languages I could play around with with The Crown. And I could change the audio to French and so have the audio in French with French subtitles and English subtitles, awesome. which was a bit of fun. Yep. Um but I think the Asian languages were a little bit more limited on that sure. particular show. But that's the only one I've had a play with so far. Okay. Um, but I like your recommendation about looking for the Netflix original series because um, they, you know, may have slightly mm. large options or at least high quality options as well. So, yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah, I'm just really stoked that yeah, it's so <laughs> I finally had a play. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, is, it is so dependent, like, on just on the tv show i think you know you've got to play around and you've got to find things that that work for you um but yeah certainly look my experience so far with this has been has been really really cool and very fun and a great way to kind of enhance the tv watching experience being somebody who loves tv i do i do love watching tv but i especially love watching tv in other languages and um and watching movies as well in other languages so i think it's just a really fun way to make that whole experience a bit more active um, from a language language. I wonder too if if it's if it's a really good learning technique to watch a series that you're already familiar with, mm. say something like The Crown, yep. if you've watched that before, and then in the target language watch it again because um you've got a sense of of the storyline and what's coming up and then you can focus a bit more on 
on what's being said and what you're reading in the subtitles. Oh, ab- that absolutely. Could be a, so yeah. this TV show, Dark, in, that I've been watching in German, we had actually already watched season one previously, but just with English subtitles, um, but probably about a year ago now. Um, and so I've gone back and just rewatched the whole of the first season with Language Learning with Netflix um, because the second season has just come out. So I was kind of like in preparation for that to come out anyway, wanting to rewatch it. But because I already was following what the story was, it did give me more of an opportunity to yep. to focus on the vocab um, and, you know, make notes along the way, which I wouldn't have done the first time. But the second time around, I was sort of feeling a bit more comfortable to do that. And also the the tool, and we'll talk about some of the features of it, um, apart from just having double, double subtitles, um, the features of this tool definitely help with um, actually trying to focus on the vocab a bit more than otherwise you would maybe if you were just watching and everything was kind of passing by quite quickly. One of the features that that I've found helpful for me is that there is an option to slow the speech mm. segment down. Yeah, that's right. So I, I had a go at that and I thought, oh, that's that's. I mean, it doesn't sound unnaturally slow. It's yeah. just slightly slower than it would be spoken. Yeah, I think it's like eighty percent um, of the speed or something, isn't it? Is it okay? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a good a good amount, and I thought that is a really good feature mm. for a learner. Yeah, the other thing that I really like is that it's um, so there are keyboard shortcuts for play, pause, uh, forwards, and backwards, and mm. they're just the arrows. Um, or I think you can maybe use like A S D W or something yep. like that. Is it? Um, anyway, and you can basically forwards and backwards will take you forwards and backwards to the last or the next set of subtitles. So rather than just rewinding a bit and hoping that you get to the right section, (laughs) um, like pressing the back button will just take you to the last sentence that you heard um, and forward will take you to the next sentence. So it's quite a a nice like dialogue-focused way of looking at the subtitles um, that just makes I mean, just makes it really easy. But also the up button is just play and pause. So you can play and pause every time you need to, you know, if you do want to stop and make a note. Read it again. Or read it again. Yep. It's yep. just Listen really, to really it again. easy I to really do that. really like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, also something else that I love about this too is that when you hover over the words in the, t- in the original language, it will show you the meaning. Uh, yes I know <laughs> how great is that cool, I know it's such yep. a good function um which is so nice if you just if you've seen a word that looks completely new to you and even though you can see the English there if you just want to know a little bit more about it it shows you first the just the definition or the meaning and then it also shows you below that some similar meanings or or some some secondary meanings to that word and some synonyms as well so, it's like, yep. I mean, I feel like it just, yeah, again, just kind of enhances that experience and means that you don't have to have separately a browser open with a dictionary or um, another another app that can help you. Like, you have to go and look it up somewhere else. You can just do it all in all in that one While space. While you're there. Another thing that, that I've um, played with quickly, which I'm not sure mm. you've had a chance to have a look at, but, but there is a an option when you're selecting your um, target language subtitles to choose what level you are at. So whether you're at a beginner, intermediate, advanced, and there's some Mm. other levels in between. And 
based on what you've selected, the tool, the program, will um, highlight some of the words which are considered more difficult for your level, which gives you a kind of, I guess, a pinpoint of, of where to look or, or where to hover and where to find out what the words are. Have you have you used that one so yet? I actually haven't. Um, I didn't even realise that there was a, a level of vocab sort of um, thing to select, but I think that sounds really cool. In your In your use of that so far, have you found that it's been greying out the words that are the ones you didn't know? Well, like, is it kind of funny that you said that because <laughs> I couldn't get it to work on oh. the, either the Vietnamese series or the the Taiwanese series. Oh. The only time I could get it to work was when I was watching The Crown in French. Yep. So I set that at the second level. I can't remember what it was called, but um, let's just, just say above second beginner, beginner level. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so probably roughly every speech segment, there was probably about one grayed out word. Okay. And it was, it kind of matched out. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know what that is. Yep. Um, so I think it could be a really good tool to play around with. But like you said, I mean, you haven't needed to use it either and it's been awesome for you. So mm, just yeah. another option, I suppose. It's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good so far. <laughs> Any downsides so far that, that you've noticed? Um, look, there are a couple of things that I think could improve um the first one is well and this isn't really a downside for me but it might be for other people you do have to use it on desktop so Mm, um because it runs through google chrome um yeah it does need to be on either a pc or a mac um if well i mean this doesn't bother me so much because we uh we can plug our a computer into our TV <laughs> with a HDMI cord. So actually we can still watch it on the telly. Yep. Um, but also I know plenty of other people who watch Netflix on their laptops anyway. So if you would prefer to watch or if you do prefer to watch Netflix like on a tablet or on a smart TV um, or on your phone or something, then yeah, this this isn't Won't something that you would be able to use yep. on there. But if you're happy to watch it on a computer or you're happy to plug that computer into your TV, then this still works. Yep. What have, okay. what have you found? Have there been any other any downsides um, The only other thing that I've noticed is some of the subtitles have been probably not quite, mm. you know, spot on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can find that with plenty of other series that, that we watch with subtitles through true, true. other avenues. So that's just something, I guess, that just comes with subtitles. On that, though, mm. I know that you found something in the program which I wasn't aware of. <laughs> yeah, by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> which actually probably would help my subtitle experience if I if I clicked that next time. Yeah, the, so, sorry. I, um, I noticed after the first few episodes that I was watching of this this German TV show, Dark, um, something a bit a bit odd, and I thought, oh, maybe it's just you know, I guess yeah, subtitles aren't always aren't always perfect, um, but the <laughs> the name of the town in Germany um, where the story happens is called Vinden. Now, Vinden also means winds like like the wind blowing winds in German um and it kept translating the name of the town as the winds and I thought it's a bit it's a bit off like (laughs) like why is it why is it doing that like you know I've already watched this before in um on Netflix with English subtitles and the English subtitles definitely didn't translate 
the town name as the wins. Anyway, and then I realized that actually in language learning with Netflix, there is an option to either have machine um, machine translated subtitles for English or human translated subtitles for English. Um, and obviously that I think for, for English in this case, it had both. Um, I think for some options on some TV shows, you may not have the option to have human translated subtitles if there aren't any. Um, and then it just uses automatically machine translation. But if um, if there are human ones, then, yeah, select the human option because they will be better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I found I out, that's a great I found tip. out after a few episodes, yeah. <laughs> great tip, I think, yeah. So make sure you double-check that because that will make yeah. a big difference to your watching and learning yeah. experience. <laughs> there, is, there is also one little thing that I noticed, and this is – this is not a not a deal breaker, um, but it is something that I would love if they added this. Um, and that is that when you when I mentioned before, you, when you scroll over a word in the target language, um, sorry, in the original language, and it shows you the definitions um, for languages that have grammatical gender. So, um, for example, German or or French or Italian, where nouns can be. Um, masculine, feminine or neuter in the case of German, um, it would be awesome if it also noted with the noun whether or not it was masculine, feminine or neuter, which at the moment it doesn't. It just shows you the definition. It does show you all the other options as well below it, but it doesn't show the gender and I think that would be helpful for anybody who, who likes to take notes like me. That is super interesting. Yeah, something I, mean, I would a, never have thought of. Yeah, not think, a deal yeah, breaker. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I suppose for Asian languages as well, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that problem, am I right? No, yeah. no, which is which is one one handy thing. But yeah. um, yeah, no, that's re- that's really interesting. Have you have you used that function much for Vietnamese or for Mandarin Chinese? Scrolling over the character or the word, um, and and checking for the definition. I have a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I have noticed that often I get the full phrase yep. rather than the word um, or the character alone. Okay. Um, so, which which is still helpful because I guess if it's a phrase within a sentence, it's always it's good to know that it's mm. that's how the phrase is used. It's not just a, a standalone word. Um, so, but I think that will probably be something that I should look at a bit more because um, especially when they're words that I'm not familiar with, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, so what is this? Yep. Let's have a think. How could I use this in a phrase? How does it fit in this overall sentence? I think it's, um, it's a, yeah, really good, really good tool to have. Mm-hmm. So. Um, before we finish up, Beck, I was also going to just mention that – um, I was very impressed with the amount of languages that um, we have access to through this program as well. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. other than all the ones that we've already mentioned, yep. um, there are a few, I guess, less common languages. Um, Icelandic was one I saw, Georgian, Hindi, Finnish, Hebrew. Um, and that was just in the catalogue that I was having a look through Amazing. for Australian-based yeah. Netflix Netflix shows. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear, I guess, if, if you guys are using this tool and if so, what languages um, you're using or learning with language learning with Netflix. Yeah, And definitely. what programs. Agreed. 
and what you know what we're like we always want to know good shows to watch yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and especially I think the difference between ones that are for more popular languages compared to um probably some of the lesser learned languages too because I imagine that for the more popular ones it's probably quite easy to find stuff to to watch and listen to but um maybe that isn't always the case for less um the less common ones so if you found a tv show um and using this tool that is for something that's a bit bit you know road less traveled um but you found that it's been a really good experience and definitely share it with with us and with everybody else because I think it's great to know well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Language Chats. I hope you enjoyed our chat about language learning with Netflix. Um, language Chats is part of a larger project, which some of you are aware of, which we started called Language Lovers AU, um, where we're building a community of people who are interested in languages in Australia. If you haven't already, please check out our website and subscribe to our mailing list at languagelovers.com.au. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Language Lovers AU. Um, And if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review. Um, It helps other language lovers find us. See you next time. See you.